Vegas Nation is sponsored by Station Casino's STN Sports. Download the app and get a bonus up to $500 when you sign up. Sports. Entertainment. Little to no culture. It's time for Unsportsmanlike Conduct with Ed Graney and Adam Hill. Welcome to Unsportsmanlike Conduct of the Vegas Nation, sponsored by Station Casino's STN Sports and presented by the Las Vegas Review-Journal, Blue Wire, and the one and only Liquid Death. We're your hosts, Ed Graney and Adam Hill, and we're here each week to give you our thoughts on the Las Vegas Raiders before entering the world of news and topics we seem to find interesting. Here we go. Uh, buddy, forget about football for a second. What did you do during the bye week? Uh, I snuck away, and, uh, you know, we there's there's no days off, Ed. We, uh, we still put out our big special section last week, which was, uh, which was great. Go check it out, reviewjournal.com, and uh, pick it up. Uh, you can still find the copy for sure, but you know, got that done and then uh, got to go down to uh, LA and visit some friends for a day and then went to San Diego for a day to try to go to game one of the NLCS and uh, did not work out. I just, I wasn't going to pay $200 for standing room tickets. Uh, I could have, but I just thought, you know, being in the city was cool and uh, checking it out and being around the atmosphere, uh, hoping to go back down for a potential game three of the world series if things work out well uh but it was just cool to be be a part of that atmosphere i know you know look i know you and, uh, and our producer larry as dodgers fans uh you know you don't know the feeling of being in an nlcs but it's nice yeah go phillies that's what i say go phillies oh, settle down settle down yeah um might have been better atmosphere had they won huh yeah it was not great uh after the game was not as good as before the game i'll say that um, and then, of course, I was back in Vegas at practice, and Game Two uh, worked out a lot better. So, uh, yeah, it was cool. I tried to try to get some stuff done. Did you uh, Did you have a good bye week? Yeah, headed up to a, a little place we like to call Zion, Zion Nash Park, little uh, Le- Levergen. Had that a uh, awful. It, it does not sound awful. Um, I will tell you and Larry that the weird place we stayed at. Had no live television. I did not watch yeah. one inning of games uh, three or four of the Padres Dodgers. Wow. Yeah. How did, how did you agree to that? I just assumed there was live television. Oh, so you got there and found out. Yes. There was a button on the TV that said live television, and I hit it, and it didn't exist. So uh, it became a marathon of Friday Night Lights on Netflix. Did you stay in a teepee? It was almost a teepee. Yes. It was a Thank small you. little hut. Uh, that only had um, beds in a loft and one spring bed that uh, threw the back out two straight nights. Did you have yeah. any liquid death? Uh, well, you know what? I didn't, but um, I would like to tell you, Larry, that I have some liquid death at home. Uh, brought it out of the car, and uh, there's nothing like liquid death, as Adam uh, uh, showed us last uh, time we did the podcast when he opened one on the air. It was it's great. It's so, it's so delicious and refreshing. I love it. Uh, it's much more refreshing, certainly, than not watching baseball on a trip. I, I yeah. just, I can't believe you didn't just come home. Yeah, I just, I was so nervous about it. And when they split in LA, I thought, oh, they're in major trouble. So I kind of followed it on the phone. But you know how uh, superstitious I am. I tried not to look at the score to the end of the game when I could figure out when the end of the game was. Uh, but my buddy, uh, your, your friend of mine, uh, Mark Ziegler, continued. He, he's on my side of this uh, coin in terms of not liking the Padres. He kept texting me stuff to where I kind of kept up with it. And none of the news was good that he texted me. Well, it was good when it was 3-0 in game four. And uh, little did I know they'd score five runs in an inning and beat him. 
Yeah, I mean, it was, look, it was a great season. I, I'm still still caught up. Next time you're in a in a situation like that, um, all you have to do is download a live TV app, and I can give you a, a password for the one that I have, and you can watch TV anywhere. I, I just I can't comprehend. This is why. This is why. By the way, I mean, more power to you as as a family person. Uh, <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just too selfish. <laughs> you would you would have left immediately when you found out there's no live television. Yeah. Well, and first of all, I would have done a lot better research and found that out. Like, there's no way I would have gone on this experience. <laughs> but I, like, I don't, I don't feel like I'm a selfish person in general. But th- there are like non-negotiables for me that I would be like, yeah, this is not going to happen. Sorry, we're going home, or you guys can stay. Whatever you want to do, this isn't happening for me. Well, there was only one car involved, and it wasn't mine, so you know I wasn't going anywhere. Uh, I, I would risk the uh, Grand Theft Auto charge. I've been out of there. Or, look, hey, you guys have a great time here. I'm sure there's a hotel in a town somewhere, and uh, I'll see you later. Chose the Airbnb route. Oh, Lord. <laughs> what a disaster. Well, at least you're back now. You're good. We're ready yeah. to you – know, you know you can uh, get back to real life by watching Raiders and Texans. Yeah, Raiders and Texans. Uh, let's start with that. Um, so <clears throat> coming out of the bye week, uh, one and four, um, need to get uh, need to get off the uh, mat here uh, to try to get back in this thing. Uh, I think thankfully for them, the AFC West has you know come back to them a little instead of moving forward a lot. Um, so I think that helps them a little. But let's go. Um, let's start on offense. Uh, Darren Waller missed practice again today. We're talking on Thursday. Um, I know you're out there. I, I saw tweets that Hunter Renfro was not out there. That's a little worrisome. Did not see Hunter in the uh, locker room yesterday. So overall picture here about coming out of a bye offensively. What do you want to see? What What do you think they uh, is red zone too easy an answer to where when they went through the film last week and they really started refreshing themselves with the offense that that's what they focused on? Like, what do you think you want to see on Sunday? Changes in that offense that might help them, you know, uh, be a better team overall. Yeah, but I think red zone is the easy answer uh, for sure. I mean, you have to you have to convert your opportunities, and they are getting plenty of opportunities. So, when you start to look and self analyze and scout what this team has done, I think you say, "Hey, the offense has moved the ball. They've been able to, you know, get yards and in, in bunches at times. They've been able to move the ball almost at will at times, and then drives have stalled in the red zone. It's been a continuing issue. It's not this staff or." Um, anything necessarily because we've seen this issue over and over and time and time again the last couple of years. So um, it's something we have to fix and they believe they can fix it uh, and keep working on it. I think the running game has been certainly a, a dominant force for them the last couple of weeks and they want to be able to keep that going. Uh, but the other thing that Josh McDaniels identified, and I think it's fair, is the penalties. And so many penalties that they've committed, uh, especially offensively, that have put them in bad spots. First and 20 instead of first and 10. You know, second and 18 instead of second and eight. Those kind of situations. And, uh, you know, it, it, sometimes it's more than just the yardage, too. It's the mentality. It's the the kind of the, the dejection that comes with that. And uh, it's also the fact that, you know, sometimes it might be, you know, a 10-yard penalty on paper. But you might have picked up, you know, 15, 16 yards in a first down, and then that gets wiped out, and then you lose the 10 uh, you know, after the penalty. So um, it, it's a combination of a lot of different things. But I think the, the two things on offense that Josh McDaniels, I think, uh, you know, really highlighted and pointed out when he said he went back and tried to self-scout the team and figure out where things have gone right, where they've gone wrong, is uh, is red zone and penalty. And then red zone on defense, too. I mean, you know, you, you do a good job keeping teams out of the red zone, but when they get there, they score. And and that can't happen, especially when you're not converting your drives to touchdowns on the other end. Can they continue to run Josh Jacobs like this and win games? Can they win games by 
lining up. Foster Morrow's back now. I think he's he's a better blocking tight end, probably the best one they have. Um, last week or before the bye, they had to go with six offensive linemen because they were so so thin on uh, tight ends after Waller went down five or six plays into the game at Kansas City. But can they can they become a run heavy offense and really win games in this league? Yeah, yeah. Well, with their personnel they have, I think they really can. I mean, I'm not, I'm not a traditional, you know, run the ball, stop the run is how you win the game person. I, I don't believe that's true. I think it's the the game has evolved towards a passing game, but um, I think that the Raiders can because of personnel. And they've got Josh Jacobs, so they can rely on. We've seen what he can do when when he's able to, you know get consistent action when he's able to get enough carries, he can wear down a defense and put up big numbers. But with just that, I don't think they could win games. But the fact that they have their car, Devontae Adams, you know, eventually when he gets back there and Waller and, and Hunter Renfro and, and all those different weapons, like, yeah, those, those weapons are a lot more valuable when you have a running game that, that goes with it. And when teams have to, you know, at some point gear up and try to stop the run and then you're able to pop it over the top. And we saw, Really, we saw that against Kansas City. I mean, look, I know people look back in frustration. They look back at it as a loss and a game that was a missed opportunity and everything else. But, like, how they played that game is almost a perfect example of what they want to do, right? I mean, right. run the ball, then right. make their plays in the passing game. And that that's what comes with running the ball sometimes. So, uh, yeah, I think they can win with that formula. And I they, they almost did. They, they easily could have won that game. Devontae Adams had a little bobble. Uh, where they would have been in field goal range to win the game, and then obviously the you know the the route on the last play where they ended up running into each other, but uh, they were they had the ball in their possession with a chance to kick a field goal to win the game. That's all you can want, and they were almost able to do it. But yeah, I think that formula works for them specifically. You worried about Darren Waller right now? Uh, the hamstring doesn't go to practice again today. We saw him in the locker room yesterday, and how good can Darren Waller be when he actually comes back? Um, the way they're running the ball, uh, he had not. And and here's the thing, you know, he had the hamstring. Um, it was reported he had the hamstring in camp, and now he has it again. So we don't really know how much it has bothered him so far this season. Maybe he just played through it. Now he can't play through it anymore. Maybe it's more uh, serious. But um, are we going to see the Darren Waller this year that we thought we'd see? I don't know. I mean, I think the fact you're bringing up the right points, the fact that it's lingering, the fact that it's been around for a while, the fact that, you know, he, he missed time in training camp, missed almost the entire training camp and then uh, was able to get back and now is, is injured again with that same injury. Um, and we don't know that it's necessarily the same injury or a recurrence or just uh, the fact that it ever actually went away. We don't know those details. We actually haven't talked to him yet about it, but um, it, it's concerning for sure. And, and I think it's the kind of thing that, you know, he said yesterday he doesn't think it's going to be long term, but he doesn't think he's going to play this week. And so, you know, how long does that mean? How long does long term mean? Is it three, four weeks? Is it two months? Is he going on IR to, to actually make sure it gets better? Like, we don't know yet. Uh, but yeah, I think the fact that it's been lingering since training camp and has been a recurring issue is, is more concerning than if something just popped up this week. Vegas, get in on the sports betting action and get on the SDN Sports app. With 14 convenient sign-up locations across town at Station Casinos, Wildfire, and El Cortez, you're only a few minutes away from getting started, no matter where you are in town. With a huge menu of betting options and points back on your bets, STN Sports is the strongest betting app out there. So sign up today for STN Sports and earn up to $500 on your first deposit. 
you may start noticing there are strange tall boys of beer located in the bottled water section of your local store. Well, I tell you what, it's not beer. It's actually mountain spring water from the Alps, and it's called Liquid Death. And it's available in still, sparkling, and three flavors. Why is this water called Liquid Death? Well, because it'll brutally murder your thirst, and their infinitely recyclable tall boy cans are helping to bring death to plastic bottles. They also donate 10% of the profits from every can sold to help kill plastic pollution. Aluminum is infinitely recyclable and actually profitable for recycling facilities. One day I was at work in the cafeteria and saw that the Las Vegas Review Journal is carrying liquid death in their vending machine. So I sat there wondering while I was eating my chicken pot pie if I cracked one open that it would fake out my coworkers and make them think I was actually drinking a nice icy cold tall boy beer with lunch. Go get liquid death now at your local Smiths, Walmart, Sprouts, and Terrible stores or find a liquid death retailer near you with their store locator tool at liquiddeath.com slash vegasnation. That's liquiddeath.com slash vegasnation. All right. Uh, I know you talked offense. Let's go to the other side of the ball. Um, they're 28th, I think, in, in points allowed. They're in the mid-20s in a lot of defensive categories. Uh, now Nate Hobbs has been placed on IR. That doesn't help them. Uh, still waiting for Chandler Jones to get his thing going. Crosby's had a great, you know, first five games, uh, even though they're one and four, been their best defensive player. Um, other names played well. Cleve Farrell, I think, has been a pleasant surprise in, in, in some ways. Um, I think he's uh, top five pro football focus in terms of their defensive players. But they have uh, broken uh, more than they've bent. Um, so in terms of defensively, I asked you offensively, if you're going back and looking at that tape and, and everything that's transpired so far, where do you have to shore things up here to get things going defensively? I mean, I think there's a lot of different areas, but I, I think you start right now with the fact that Nate Hobbs is down before anything else. And you have to try to figure that part of it out. I mean, that's the one guy that I think every week you went in. I mean, Max probably for sure up front, but in terms of anybody off the defensive line, every week you go and say, all right, we know Nate Hobbs is going to play well. Who else can play well around him? Who else can fill in those roles? Uh, who else is going to be able to step up? And, uh, you know, the fact that he's gone just impacts so much of the depth behind him where guys are going to have to take on added roles and see if they can step up to that responsibility. And I think it's asking a lot. And, you know, Josh Taylor said that yesterday, said it's kind of a group effort. Everybody has to do their job and everybody has to fill a role. Not one guy is going to take his place, which is true. He's just such a massive loss. And, you know, I know last year he, he was a good player uh, who played far above expectations. And people thought, hey, this guy's pretty good. But now he's blossoming into, you know, a borderline star player in the secondary. And the fact that he is, is not going to be there for a while is just, I think, brutal. And, and last week you saw him try to play through it. I know – or not last week, the Kansas City game, uh, the last game. So I'm trying to play through it. He had the big cast on his hand uh, for breaking his thumb, and he still tried to play. He still made a couple of plays, I think, in the secondary, but uh, just couldn't tackle, and that wasn't going to be able to, uh, you know, to be sustainable for him. So losing image is massive, and, and I think it, it, if we're trying to analyze what issues the defense has had and where they have to get better, you have to start with the fact that he's not going to be there. This creates so many holes on the defensive side. Now, Anthony Everett is back, and, uh, you know, he, he's practicing. He said he feels like he's close to game ready. It was a similar injury to Hobbs. Uh, so he's going to have to take on certainly a, a bigger role, and, and he's going to have to be better than he was, um, you know, last year uh, when he was in Baltimore. But, uh, yeah, I think there's a lot, of, a lot of questions that are opened up by the fact that Nate Hobbs is going to be there. And yes, Chandler Jones is coming off his best game. He was impactful. He was in the backfield quite a bit. Um, I think that's encouraging. 
but I, I do think that there's there's a lot of question marks now of who is going to step up into those roles uh, with Nate Hobbs out on the field. How encouraging is it really? He had one good half against Kansas City, I thought, um, up until then. Uh, you know, we got the the comments about, well, he's th- doing things that, you know, you don't see in the stat sheet. At the end of the day, they didn't pay him that much money to do things that you don't see in the stat sheet. They paid him to get to the quarterback and get home and get sacks, and he hasn't done that yet. So does one half against Kansas City really encourage you, or are we seeing a guy at the end of his career who, you know, maybe they made a, maybe they made a miss on? Yeah, I mean, well, I think, look, I think the end of his career is closer than the start of his career, and I don't think anybody would question that, even him. Uh, but it's just how much does he have left and how how much of, of an impact can he have? I mean, last year at a game where he got five sacks in one game and then the rest of the year uh, was, you know, fairly mediocre, but you want those big games out of him, right? That's that's what you want. You're, you can live with some of the some of the down games if you get the big ones. And it looked like he was on course to have a big one against Kansas City. And yeah, it, yeah I think they changed some things up, uh, how they were approaching him and uh, affected him a little bit, but he showed some of that burst that he's going to be able to maybe have uh, a couple of those games where he really shines and really, really helps out the team. And maybe that's not what fans expected when they when they got him, but at some point you have to sometimes change expectations and see where he is in his career. And, you know, have you seen guys have rejuvenation? Sure. Like that does happen. Uh, but I think he, he's more of a guy that you look for to play solid, not really mess anything up, might maybe not have massive impacts every single game, but at some point uh, flashing with one of those big games. And that's kind of what you're waiting on with Chandler Jones. And will it come? I, I mean, I think it will, but I don't think there's any guarantee of that. No one, uh, no one talks to uh, the specialists more than you do on a daily basis. Uh, those two have kind of held up their end as all pros, haven't they? Yeah, I mean, I think coming into the year, uh, there's a couple of spots, and you say, you know, obviously Devontae Adams among the best in the league. Uh, you know, Josh Jacobs when he gets carried is going to be very, very good. Um, but you look around and say, Mac Crosby is, is reliable. You, you have no questions about him. I think Nate Hobbs is getting to that level, uh, but. Yeah, AJ Cole, Daniel Carlson, especially Carlson this year. Uh, there's just no question. Trent Sieg, I think he's, he's often forgotten as part of that group, but uh, Trent Sieg, obviously very consistent. Uh, it was funny, I was actually watching a game last week, uh, a very obscure college game, and I won't get into why, but uh, I was watching this game, and one team was clearly better than the other, but the better team had their backup long snapper, and it was such a disaster that they almost lost the game. They had two two punts gone wrong and a and a field goal or excuse me an extra point gone wrong uh, because they had a, a backup long snapper and then it felt a little different. You're gonna find guys that can do it maybe, but uh, you you never think about the long snapper until it's until it's so obvious and so necessary and you see a big mistake and the Raiders just never have that 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 room is so consistent and so good. It's definitely something they don't have to worry about. All right, well, uh, I've seen it written two places where they could be favored in 10 of their next 12. Uh, That certainly doesn't mean they're going to win 10 of their next 12. But a little look ahead on the schedule. It does soften here before it gets tougher again. Um, Next six games, like, well, what what, what are we talking here? They got to get to six wins to really have a shot at this. I mean, when you look at these next six games, um, four and two, five and one, what in your estimation do they have to do to kind of get back in this thing and make it a legitimate chance at maybe a playoff drive? I would say if you go, if you go four and two in the next six, you're at least, you're not dead. Your chances aren't dead. Um, I think five and one is probably what you should be looking at in the next six games. You go five and one, you're squarely back into it. Again, four and two, 
you, you at least you're in position, you have some confidence that you can start putting together some wins and you don't know what's going to happen elsewhere. Uh, and that obviously that extra playoff spot helps, but um, I would, I would look at the next six games and so that, say that's an opportunity to go five and one and be squarely back in the mix. Yeah, I agree with you. And that would, what, what would put him at, uh, put him at six and six and five. Um, that sure would be a big, a big jump up from one and four at this point right now. I mean, the, the feelings around this team, I don't know if they're, how good they are not coming off a bye. Uh, you can answer that, but um, uh, six and five puts it back in. And, and, and let's be honest, the AFC West, who we thought was going to be the best division of football has kind of helped them out a little. Denver's a disaster. Kansas city just lost as, you know, as much talent as supposedly the Chargers have they're they're decimated in spots with injuries. There's actually an opportunity over these next six games to climb back into this thing. Yeah. And I think, you know, obviously you have to look around to the division as you're mentioning, but there, you know, there's all over the conference, there's teams that have, have kind of underachieved a little bit and have opened the door. And I, so mean, who's, I mean, who's the third best team in the AFC? Baltimore? Uh, I, mean, I mean, yeah, I still think Baltimore. I mean, Baltimore can easily be five and one. They got a, a game stolen by the officials against Buffalo. And then they obviously gave away, uh, they gave away a couple games. I mean, they, they really could be undefeated at this point, really. Uh, but yeah, they, they, they gave, they gave a couple games away. Uh, I still think they're really, really good. And they've been so decimated by injury. I think when they're healthy at the end of the year, if they get healthy, that's a question, right? I mean, you don't know that a team's going to get healthy, but they've got so many guys that are injured right now. Uh, if they're at full strength, I think they're, they're dangerous. Um, and people can say what they want about Lamar Jackson in the playoffs, but he he gets there, and then that's what you're looking at right now. Are you going to be able to make it there? Uh, you would think they're in. Uh, so they're in, you would think Cincinnati's going to get better and better. I think the numbers would suggest they're better than the record is. So there, there are teams that are gonna, you know are putting putting the Raiders in a, in a difficult spot in terms of climbing that ladder. But again, it's all laid out for you. The, these games are winnable, as we said. The next six, just go ahead and you know go five and one, four and two, and you're and you're right back in the mix. So. Um, we can look at all these other teams and what they might do to to prevent the Raiders from from climbing up, but uh, it's in their hands. They they ha- they're more than capable of doing it. They just have to go do it. All right, that's a good post post by look at things moving forward. Um, they get the Texans this week, uh, and then uh, correct me if I'm wrong. At New Orleans, at Jacksonville, uh, so more winnable games coming up. Uh, I should know now that if I go on vacation, I must check before that they have real TV. Yeah. By the way, that was an episode of King of Queens. King of Queens. I used to, I, I watched that. I watched that uh, uh, back in the day. Yeah, not a bad program. Not a bad program. That was an episode where uh, they were going on a trip, and uh, Doug, who was you know Kevin James in the show, uh, right. Kind of, he thought he looked ahead and made sure that there was a TV at the place they were going, and then he got there and there wasn't one, so uh, it became miserable. Well, so there was one. Episode of a sitcom. There was one at our place, but it was Netflix only. Netflix only for for at least uh, going on seventy two hours. We were there three days. Put that put that in perspective. Didn't get to see Alabama against Tennessee. Didn't get to see any of the Dodgers. Saw none of the college football. Saw none of the NFL. Uh, but they had a nice coffee shop in town. Was there a TV there? Uh, no, there was no TV there. I, I I didn't see a television for three days. That is brutal. <laughs> Uh well, we'll, we'll, and I, we'll try. I, I I wouldn't care about no TV if it wasn't for sports though. Right, right. Well, I don't, I don't. I mean, I maybe watch the news each night, but other than that, if I'm if my television's on, it's turned to sports. Yeah, of so that's what you're missing. Yeah, that's so missing a lot of it. But we'll try to make better decisions in the future. 
And when I do that, I'll be drinking some liquid death. You know that, my friend. That's going to do it for our latest edition of Unsportsmanlike Conduct of the Vegas Nation, sponsored by Station Casinos, STN Sports, and presented by the Las Vegas Review-Journal, Blue Wire, and yes, Liquid Death. Remember now, there are new episodes of Vegas Nation every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Subscribe to Vegas Nation on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or any podcasting app. Find all that coverage and more at VegasNation.com. For our producer, Larry Meir, and my co-host, Adam Hill, I'm Ed Graney. We'll talk to you next week, and we'll tell you what the Raiders did against the Texans. Vegas, get in on the sports betting action and get on the SDN Sports app. With 14 convenient sign-up locations across town at Station Casinos, Wildfire, and El Cortez, you're only a few minutes away from getting started no matter where you are in town. With a huge menu of betting options and points back on your bets, STN Sports is the strongest betting app out there. So sign up today for STN Sports and earn up to $500 on your first deposit.